It is your call. It is your game. It is your creation. theory for playing the game. Whatever you focus upon becomes your truth. That's that's staying on the podcast, by the way. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Living and Dubiously podcast. We're, we are exploring the inner depths of ourselves in order to help others do the same. What more is there to explore, Sarah Yardley, than the self? There isn't. That's right. Today, our guest, my dear friend, someone who I really do cherish and love, Sarah Yardley. She is an original Indubian. Like, I'm talking real original before like 98% of humans on Earth have heard about Indubious. She's an original Indubian. She's a dear friend, and she's now an Aboga provider. That is correct. So, um, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Ed. Thanks are for you enjoying the beautiful weather? I am. It's it's hot. It is hot outside. Hot. <laughs> oh yeah. I um. I've been waiting for this baby. I am a I know a summer boy. I'm a lizard. You know. <laughs> I mean, that's what I say. I say the same thing. Really? Yeah. I love the sun and I'm a lizard and I'll probably look like a lizard. Interesting. When <laughs> so many synchronicities. So many. So let's, maybe let's walk people through a little bit of the origin story as far as uh, Sarah and Indubious goes. Because that's really, yeah. it's really interesting how it's, it's all unfolded. Funny, because that's where I wanted to start too. Yeah. Um, you wanted to start at the beginning just like me? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Another synchronicity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it? 2007? It could have been 2007. I think it was 2007. And like, how specific do we want to get? I mean, because there are lots of synchronicities and... Um, as much as you want to be, really. I mean, we have all the time in the world here. Yeah. This is I, your playground. It was It was a time in my life where I was pretty... Um, I was just trying to get my shit together, uh -huh. right? Like, I was in a funk, not in a good place. Mm -hmm. And I had moved in temporarily with my cousin Tiffany. She was living near Seattle. Mm -hmm. And we were going to go to Seattle and... Just go out on the town. Sure. And we get to Seattle and I realize I forgot my ID. And I was like, I don't even remember how old I was. 20 or early something? Early 20s. Early yeah. 20s. And we knew that we weren't going to get into the places that we wanted to get into. Sure. So they're kind of moping and like, I'm like, come on, guys. Like, we'll find something fun to do. Let's mm -hmm. do this. And I'm, we're, I remember like, we're like traipsing up this hill. And I look over and I was like, look, a jazz club. Let's go in the jazz club. Like, that's, that's it. I'll get in there, you know, they're not going to cart at the door. Totally. So we go in this jazz club, and we're at this table, and we're having drinks, thinking that we're going to be listening to jazz music, right? And I just remember the music started, and it was like every particle in my body needed to be on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. And I always describe it as that scene off of Beetlejuice yeah. where they're like, um, I wish that we were being videoed right now because I would demonstrate, yeah. right? But that scene where they're at the table and their like bodies are moving to the music, like totally. that was me like being led onto the dance floor. And I just remember being like absolutely free, moving to the music, mm -hmm. um, free of everything, right? Yeah. And it was you guys. 
right? Totally. It, it was, was indubious. We were at the triple door <laughs> in Seattle. Yes, the triple door. That was our first tour that we have ever done. Um, Funk the West Coast tour with <laughs> Teddy right. Pressburg. With Teddy. I forgot yeah. about Teddy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the set ends and I go back to the table and we're just like, what just happened? That was amazing. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, here come you and Spencer walk up to our table and you're like, what's up girls? And we're like, Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Hmm. And then we just like connected, right? We connected. And I remember asking you guys, what are you guys doing after this? Yeah. Like, where are you staying? Let's go. And you're like in the van. I'm like, we're like, Nope, (laughs) you are not staying in the van. You are coming back with us. You're Mm -hmm. hanging out. And we went back and like had the best time connected. We did. And the Elvis Presley picture in the documentary. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Like that was from that night. Like I was like, Oh my God, I think I took that that picture. picture. (laughs) It was, yeah, so we've just become really good friends yeah. and stayed friends over the years. Yeah. And it's funny. Yeah, I'm an Indubian, but like, I I just feel like your friend, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm a total fan of the music and total fan yeah. of what you're doing, but it's like more than that too, right? It's Totally. There's There's got to be some kind of cosmic soul connection there. There is a you know. cosmic soul connection for sure. And I knew it that night. I'm like, there's something here. There's mm-hmm. something here. And then look, Aboga. Right? Like, we're connected yeah. through this medicine. Mm-hmm. Which and we kind of, like, it was, there was a lot of one, one, one synchronicities in there as well. Like the triple door. Yeah. Which that hit me. Like, yeah. when you look at the triple door, it's three doors, one, one, yeah. one. Yeah. And, and yeah, one, one, one is the number that I followed to this medicine. And right mm. before. We look out for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, one was my nickname. Back in the day, oh, yeah. right? Remember? Everyone yeah. called me one. What's up, one? Hey, one, come on. You know, that's yeah. what my nickname was. So um, I've always had an affinity for one, mm-hmm. right? And one. then I was constantly seeing like one, 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 one. I mean, even when I got to Africa, which I'm jumping ahead right now, like okay. that number kept popping up as well. It still pops up, right? Mm-hmm. It's, um, and then I realized mm. that's also a number that, you guys have been following as mm-hmm. well. And then, you yeah. know, I call this, this is what I call this, the paradox of periodically perpendicular parallels. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you just came up with that right now. <laughs> no. But you meet people, right, in your life that you're like, we have been on a parallel. We have been mm. living seemingly similar lives. And we have all these synchronicities. And we know in... The paradox of perfectly perpendicular parallels. No, no. Here, listen. The paradox of periodically perpendicular parallels. The paradox of periodically perpendicular parallels. So your lives are parallel, and then they cross. Which parallels never cross, right? But that's why it's a paradox. This is how my mind works. This is. There's a little peek into my strange mind. Yeah, you have no idea what's going on. (laughs) That's why it's a paradox because parallels. <clears throat> parallels don't cross except for periodically periodically in this well life. perpendicular doesn't mean they're crossing it means they're just kind of meeting up being becoming side by side they merge they merge yeah oh, okay perpendicular is merging mm. intersecting sure okay when, para- when parallels intersect yeah so you feel like that's what it was with the one 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 kind of guiding you to yeah. the medicine yeah totally mm-hmm. and i knew back then when I met you guys, I'm like, there's something here, hmm. right? And I've sort of had that my whole life where a lot of my life I've just skated the surface, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
sort of just going through the motions, but always feeling sort of this deeper current or deeper pull. There's something more. It's sort of like, okay, let's just talk about figure skating on a lake, Uh right? You're skating the surface. Sure. But unaware of the current running beneath, right? There's There's something deeper. 500 pound carp down there just chilling. Right, right. Something deeper, the flow of water, right? Mm -hmm. And I always knew that I was here to do something, right? Mm. Something, there's, there's something calling me, something I need to be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I don't know is if I was supposed to do it when I did it or if I could have done it earlier, right? Like, I don't don't know that? No. Interesting. Okay. No, I don't know that. Hmm. I don't know if, you know, if I didn't answer the call. Mm Mm-hmm. At the time that I did, if that would call would have come later, or if I know this medicine has been calling me for a long time, yeah. it feels like my whole life, right? Like once I met this, well, medicine, did you ever have like a did you ever have an intro, actual introduction to it before Skip? No. Well, then how could you have answered the call? Yeah. Well, that's the thing that was calling me, right? Like I didn't know what it was. You know, my perspective is that the time happened at the perfect timing and it could have, have happened at any other time just yeah. based on my conversations with Aboga. Right. It's like everything in your life led up to this was to get to you to where you are right now. It is perfect. Yes. But, um, yeah. Yeah. There's no, I guess there's no point in even wondering. There's no point. There's I mean, no it's point really, in wondering. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. a very non weety way to exist, right? <laughs> it totally well, is, what if right? I did it There's that mind. So you said so you said you've always kind of been felt like um you you have have always felt like something was calling you deeper. Do you yeah. still feel that way? No, I feel at peace. For sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I knew you were going to say that. I just wanted yeah. everyone to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> lots of that stuff in my childhood, right? <clears throat> Which um, created confusion, right? Mm-hmm. There were, I had like little realizations or awakenings about myself or about the universe or whatever mm-hmm. that couldn't really be explained. And mm-hmm. I would ask questions as a kid that no one could really answer, right? Mm. Like deep questions about sure. reality or like why we're really here or yeah. like we're not supposed to be doing anything, you guys. Like, I don't want to get on the conveyor belt of life and just cruise through it, right? Sure. Like I want to get in there and find out what this is all really about. I want yeah, to study seeking, myself seeking and study life. Yeah. Meaning, yeah, from life. No one could really give me answers. Being a student of life. Right. Which created this whole delusional world in my head because I would create stories about what could be or mm. what was and like um didn't realize how delusional I was until I came into this medicine, right? Mm-hmm. Where I would attach I would come upon a truth, right? Mm-hmm. Like a solid truth. Yeah. And then I would attach to it and create stories about it, which shrouded it with confusion, right? Yeah. And that right there, I will say, was probably the hardest thing for me to break through in Africa. It took a lot mm-hmm. of medicine, a lot of ceremonies for me. Yeah. Because I showed up thinking that I knew the truth, right? Sure. Think, well, think about what I said, thinking that I knew yeah, the truth, of right? Course. Like I would hear the teachings. I'm like, I know that. I already arrived at that. I knew that. I knew that. For I sure. knew that, right? That's but it defi- was sh- that definitely has been a part of your personality that, I've, that I have noticed over our friendship. Not mm-hmm. like a bad way, but it's mm-hmm. like every time I bring something up, you're like, oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't listening, Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's the inability to actually listen because you think you already know. Mm. And I remember 
the moment that that happened, that I dropped mm. that and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know shit. Like, I don't know anything. Hmm. And it was my, so last, let me just give a little background. Mm -hmm. I spent four months in Africa last year, mm -hmm. um, two different trips. So, hey, so Sarah, I don't, I don't want to cut you off and I want to hear the story, but why don't, why don't we, um, what I would like to hear first mm -hmm. is, um, let's, let's start at the first. Timeline. Yeah, let's start, timeline. start at the first um, Aboga retreat. So, Remember that I had or that I yeah that okay, you did out. okay yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. so you know the connection with Indubious and the one 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 and the and the medicine and mm -hmm. then you going to do the medicine with Skip mm -hmm. which was his first retreat which was his first yeah, yeah. I, I want to I do want to hear all about Africa and we will yeah, talk about we'll that. get there yeah. yeah so it actually started for me in February of 2021 mm -hmm. I had this dream mm. you know this dream I told you about this dream okay I don't remember I yet call but I call it the soulmate dream. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was married at the time mm -hmm. and it was it was actually more than a dream. It was more like an astral projection. Like mm -hmm. it was incredibly real. Yeah. And I was with this man who I didn't couldn't really see his face very well. Mm -hmm. I couldn't really like identify him. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just knew that was like the love of my life, right? Mm. And the love that I felt in that dream was so profound. It's love that I've felt within myself, but I haven't really felt out. Like I haven't had yeah. that reciprocated, right? Like sure. I haven't found that partner. So I know it exists and I know it's out. I've always knew it was out there, yeah. but like I hadn't found it yet. And it was a very, very magical dream. I just mm -hmm. remember the way he looked at me. Hmm. Right. And I knew that he loved me no matter what. And I loved him no matter what. And then like the dream like split and I could see he was very troubled. He had a past that he was trying to get over. It was almost like gang mentality, like stealing, cheating, hmm. probably drugs. Yeah. Right. Um, and I was like, was he in a gang? And then it was like, no, it was like like gang like behavior or something like sure. weird. But he was inherently a good person mm -hmm. with a good heart yeah. and um, was overcoming that, right? Mm -hmm. And I loved him anyways. Mm. Like, it was like that no matter what love. And then remember, I this was something that you and I would joke about afterwards. His nose was like starting to do like this weird, there was something about his nose. Nose flaps. Nose flaps. Like the nose was like distorting and doing weird things. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if this is a message or this is just because yeah, this is I, a dream. I remember the nose flaps. You remember the nose. I knew that would bring yeah. you back. Um, but anyway, I, I remember the dream as soon as you started telling it, just yeah, by the way, I didn't yeah. chime in, but yeah, <laughs> I woke up from that dream and was like, I, there's something out there calling me. Like mm -hmm. I, that was like the moment where I was like, nope, I need to make a change in my life. Yeah. And so it sent me seeking, mm -hmm. right. It sent me seeking, um, which I wasn't seeking before. I was yeah. like in my marriage, I was like committed. I'm very loyal and committed. Like mm -hmm. I'm to a fault at sure. times. Um, I wasn't honoring myself. Yeah. And I decided that I was going to start honoring myself, right? And mm -hmm. I was going to go looking for what my soul was pulling me to. Yeah. And that's when I started to get on like social media because I was never on social media before, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there's something out here. So I got back on Instagram for the first time in forever and saw eventually Spencer's video. Mm. He was wanting to go to Africa. Yeah. And he talked about a boga. And as soon as I heard a boga, I was like, I need to do that. Like, what the hell? Yeah. And he was raising money to go to Africa. And you know what? 
I was like, I'm going to give him $100. So I got on. I remember this. I was in the Caribbean on vacation. <laughs> and I, do, I go to donate. And I heard a voice go, do one-on-one. That's your favorite. Like, that's the note. Like, I had already oh, been following it. Shit. I donated $111 for him to go to Africa. Um, and later on, right, find out that that is also your guys' number. That's funny. So Spencer goes to africa mm-hmm. and this is all like he gets his ass kicked in africa <laughs> the african <laughs> car wash right? so the dream starts february 2021 and it wasn't until february 2022 that he gets back from africa yeah. and puts on his first retreat which i which i went to you were the guinea pig i was the guinea pig and okay so here's the thing about talking about ceremonies yeah like in fire talk and when i talk to potential clients and stuff if they've never had the medicine before I do not like to go into details of what I see, details of um, journeying or anything. I it remember creates, that very clearly. Yeah, in fact, I, re- I, re- I remember you doing it and being like, so how was it? And you being very kind of cryptic. And I was mildly annoyed. I was like, really? You're not going to tell me? You're like, well, do you want me to ruin it? Do you want me to tell you all the secrets and ruin it all for you? Yeah, yeah. There's nothing no. that you could have said for me because my experience was so absolutely vivid and wild beyond yeah. there's nothing you could have said that could have ruined it for me but there's a lot of people that don't have that experience and it's it's um not quite as visual for them or they have an experience they have no idea what happened and it wasn't eventful at all and the uh, f- unfolding comes later so it happens very differently for people everybody gets a different experience and what they need yeah and i okay so here's i showed up to Spencer's ceremony completely open. I did not research a boga. Mm. I had I just knew that it was It was for you. It was for me. Yeah. I didn't Google it. I didn't ask anything except for this is what I said to Spencer. I said, here's the thing, Spencer. I'm pretty sure I thought my psychedelic days were over. Yeah. I need to be grounded. I said, I don't have a problem shooting off into the cosmos. Uh-huh. Like I'm off in La La Land mm. too much. Like I need to be within myself and I need to be grounded. There's no better medicine. And he goes, that's exactly what a bogey is. And I said, well, that is, that is why I'm answering the call. It's the most non-psychedelic psychedelic, just from the, the conventional Western world psychedelic perspective. We call it a visionary plant medicine, like as providers, um, and like Magenda, uh, my fellow provider, Flynn, friend, Flynn, Kylie Mm. and Adele, like we consider it, visionary plant medicine because it's not a psychedelic it Mm. doesn't give you false hallucinations um it just gives you truth yeah so i and i remember telling spencer and sienna like i i don't want to know too much Mm -hmm. um and it kind of reminds me of when you watch a movie trailer and they put all the good parts in there and it's like two minutes of like all the awesome parts of the movie and you're like well i feel like i just watch the whole movie totally i don't have to go see this movie anymore right I don't want to know. I want to go in open and empty and it delivered, right? When you come mm. to this medicine surrendered, when you come to this medicine without expectations or um, trying to control, mm-hmm. right, then it will give you exactly what you need. Mm. But if you are coming, fighting it, Coming humble. Yeah, you come humble. Yeah. If you're fighting it or you think, well, why am, why am I not seeing what this person saw? This medicine doesn't want you to compare. Right, yeah. your individual experience is going to be completely different than yeah. anybody else's. I want you to accept exactly yeah. how you are. Yep, there's yeah. no comparing. Don't yeah. compare, and that's why I don't like to talk specifically about my journeys. Mm. But this medicine will give you 
exactly what you need if you're ready to hear it, right? If you're mm. open. And um, it always shows you the truth. You might not understand it right away, right? You might It, it will give you like little clues, right? Yeah. Like not everything that I saw, I was like, well, what the hell I'm is that? I'm still unraveling I know. It's, and then you're like, click. Adele has this. Okay. So Adele is my colleague. Sure. And amazing pro- aboga provider. She has been working with this medicine for nearly a decade now. Yeah. Um, she's my mentor and she has taken me under her wing and really um, guided me in this medicine. But she has a really amazing story that Mm -hmm. she um, talks about in Fire Talk. It's crazy that she has time, you know, between all of her international tours and recorded albums. (laughs) (laughs) You. (laughs) Different Adele. Oh. Uh, For a second there, I was like, wait, what? Because she does Sorry, I thought, yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah, she's... I didn't mean to derail you with that stupid joke. She is the one and only Adele, actually, that I will be (laughs) working with. So... I met the medicine. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what needed to happen. Hello, medicine. With, I'm Sarah. With uh, with Spencer's retreat, I was. It was like love at first sight for me. Like mm-hmm. it was like, oh my god! Like I know you. Like this is what mm. this. You've been with me my whole life. Totally. Like I know you. Mm. It was just like. Oh, Amen, it sister. embraced me and I embraced it. And it was, right? Like, Amen. You, and see, this is how we're connected. We have, like, right? Like, we're connected like this. Mm. Um, so the medicine did not tell me to go to Africa. I just knew. Yeah. Right? I knew, like, this is what I came here to do. And when I say came here, I mean, like, to earth, to this planet. This is yeah. what I came here to do. Um, I had... Uh, awakening like when i was six years old that i was supposed to be doing something here like it like um and it sort of brought me back to that and it was like mm-hmm. i wasn't supposed to know back then right i wasn't supposed to but know you knew something was coming i knew some something right yeah. yeah um and then i would hear a voice go just go be a kid and i'd just go be a kid right like because i would like have i would like come out of That's like cool. the dream like the like the matrix or whatever right yeah. and be like I was supposed to be doing something, and then I would just go be. A I kid. had similar experiences as when I was like three years old. I remember. I yeah. wow. Yeah, you know, I was just a, a little kid, and I remember getting this download that <laughs> I was going to like uh, something I was going to do really important in life. I was going to be in history books or something. <laughs> just being a little kid, and I go and tell my parents, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I'm like, no, seriously, like this is what I'm hearing right now. But you know, we're right. still still yet still yet to see. Right. And and here's and this is where I would get derailed, right? When you attach to that and you create and you believe it, mm-hmm. right? Because we don't we don't have beliefs yeah. in this tradition, yeah. right? Beliefs insinuates doubt. Sure. Belief is not I believe. Knowing. Do yeah. you believe in God? I believe. I do believe there's probably something out there. Right. There's a difference between believing and knowing. Yep. And wink, when wink. you are real in reality and you are present, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you're in your head creating these false delusions or stories or scenarios, mm. which is what I did in my childhood, right? Like I got a little um, – built up the imagination pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, full of beliefs, full of stories, mm. right? Um, and that's what this medicine really helps undo. Yeah. Is all the programming. Yeah. All the lies and false beliefs. And when I say lies – so here's another thing that this medicine taught me and is that we lie to ourselves. Mm. We're either in truth or we're not. Yeah. Right? And if we're not in truth 
we're lying to ourselves. And that was a hard pill for me to swallow because of my connotation with the word lie. To me, when I showed up in Africa, I had to redefine all these different words, mm -hmm. right? To me, lying meant it was malicious, it was intentional. And I thought it was ridiculous that anyone would lie to themselves. Like, why would I lie to myself? Like, I know that I'm lying. Like, yeah. you can't get away with that, right? Like, why would I lie to myself? So in your opinion, why do people lie to themselves? They're just in denial. It's denial, right? They haven't accepted the truth because the truth is hard for them to accept. Well, a lot of people can't even see the truth because it's so shrouded by all of the programming and the doubts mm -hmm. and the, the um, false beliefs, Right? What happens, what I find with this medicine is what happens is somewhere in our past, something, there was an incident or multiple incidents that creates a distortion. Yeah. Right? Something happens along the way, whether it's in childhood or whatever, where something happens and it's perceived negatively by ourselves. And it creates this distortion, which creates a false belief, a false narrative, a false story about ourselves. Right. And then we start to develop this filter as we move forward and we perceive reality through this filter of this false belief that we have of ourselves. We constantly tell ourselves the story about ourselves, which is a lie. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're not actually seeing the truth. We're seeing it through the filter of who we believe we are. Yeah. This character, this mask that we've created. Mm -hmm. Right. And we've done it for so long that we don't even realize we're doing it yeah. because it's so normal. It's deeply ingrained. It's so normal. Yeah. So many of us don't even realize we're doing it. I had no clue how delusional I was. I had no clue how much I was dishonoring myself. Yeah. Right? And not seeing the truth and not living the truth. And what this medicine does, and here's the thing. It's not the medicine that heals us, right? Mm -hmm. It's not the medicine that the medicine heals us. shows you. It is, yeah. It is not me as a provider that heals you. I'm not a savior. Yeah. I'm not, right? I just facilitate this medicine and this medicine mm -hmm. creates the space for you to see the truth, yeah. right? The medicine pulls that mask off so you can see that mask <clears> and it's like, holy shit, I didn't know I was wearing that. Boom, drop it, done. Yeah. Right? It puts you in the truth. Yeah. This medicine grounds you. And it shows you how to be real in reality. And that is peace. People have no idea what turmoil they're actually living in because they're desensitized by it from living in it for so long. So many people don't know what it is to be at peace. They want it, mm -hmm. right? But they don't know how to get it. Because, because they're they seeking outside of themselves. They, okay, let's talk about that. <laughs> we keep getting off track, but here's the thing. Like this medicine is going to say what it wants to say. Sure. Right? This medicine yeah. is going to speak through us and is going to say what it wants to say. This is going to turn into a fire talk is what this is going to turn of into. Of course. Yeah. So think about how much of our lives we spend searching externally. Okay. Let's think about that. What do you learn in school? You learn about algebra, history, Everything outside Math yourself. And science. Right? And we're told, you have to learn this to go find your purpose. Right? Mm -hmm. Go find your purpose. And we're forever seeking, wondering, like, why don't I feel happy? Mm. Why am I, like, feeling like this? Mm -hmm. I want to be at peace. Who am I? We are not taught who we are. How much of our life do we spend studying who we are? Mm. Think about not that. Not a whole lot. Who is sitting us down? And asking us questions about ourselves, yeah. not about our character, right? 
but really studying ourselves. And that's the beautiful thing about this tradition is that it's the study life, the art mm. of knowing, mm-hmm. right? Being real in reality. Sure. And Mugenda calls us providers, soldiers of nature, which mm-hmm. is really just soldiers of the truth, sure. right? And it's such a beautiful tradition with teachings that are just simple, easy to understand. They're not complicated, right? Because if it's complicated and confusing, it's a lie. Sure. The truth is simple. Simple. We know the truth when we hear it, right? We know the truth when we hear it. And here's what happens along the way is all of the programming, all the stories and all the lies, it clutters up our minds, right? Mm -hmm. It clutters up our minds. And the mind is supposed to be the soldier, But what happens is we allow it to become the general. And we Mm. listen to our minds instead of listening to our hearts, which in this tradition we say is the seat of our soul. Mm -hmm. That is where our soul lives, in Mm. our heart, right? And there's a difference between listening to your heart and listening to your mind, right? Of course. You cannot hear your heart. You cannot hear your soul when your mind is cluttered. Oh, yeah. It's It's too loud. It's so quiet. Your soul whispers. Yeah. My soul whispers to me. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that we are in a reality that has been set up to where our heart is quiet and our mind is loud? We have created the, mi- the loud mind. The mind does not come loud. The mind, mm. this mind's natural, natural state is peace. The mind wants peace. It wants peace. That is why it gets so loud is because when the mind is full of lies, it will fight you. Mm. So we get into these fights with our minds, these scenarios. You will never win. If you go up against your mind, it's like going up against the ocean. You will never win. So a loud mind is not a natural thing. It's a symptom of our society. It is a symptom of what we accept from our society. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing, right? We all have to navigate the matrix. We all have to navigate the system. We all have to be a part of it, right? Unless you're going to be some hermit in a cave. Mm -hmm. And everybody thinks that freedom is handed to them. Mm. It's something external. It comes external. Freedom is a choice. Peace is a choice. Mm -hmm. Freedom from attachment to the system. We get to choose how that touches us. Right? I still have to navigate in the matrix. I still have to navigate in the system, but I do it effortlessly, like water flows. Mm. Right? And think about how water flows it meanders. Path of least resistance. Path of least resistance, straight to the truth. Yeah. To the best solution around the rock, into the crevices. Do you think water ever goes, what the fuck, rock? Get or, out of my way. Jesus, did you see that rock back there? God, God. And like yeah. constantly <laughs> over and over again, creating scenarios and stories about that rock. No, water never does that. Like that is how I experience my soul. That is how I experience my intuition. When I flow like water effortlessly through the matrix, through the system without getting caught up and attached. Yeah. And here's the difference is if I do get caught up and attached, I know that's me. And someone Hmm. who isn't healed or hasn't realized a lot of things, they like to point and they blame. They're like, fuck the system, fuck the matrix, fuck, you know. Yeah. Can I say fuck on here, by the way? Fuck no. (laughs) Right? So that's the difference. That invert what a boga does, right? Yeah. It shows you that it's all you. You're doing it to yourself. Totally. Which is both 
the worst day and the best day <laughs> right. of your life, right? It's all your fault. It's all your and fault. And it's all your fault, so yeah. you get to fix yeah. it. Yeah, it's all in your power. You have power. You're yeah. doing it to yourself, so guess what? Guess what we say? Stop it. That's all it takes. Stop doing this to yourself. Stop doing this to yourself. Look what's right in front of you. Look how beautiful this is. Look what we get to do. Yeah. I mean, where else in the world can you kick off your shoes and go walk barefoot in that beautiful grass right there or climb that tree or drive a car, swim in the ocean, Mm -hmm. have sex, right? Like Mm -hmm. all of these things that we get to do that- Don't have sex in the ocean. (laughs) I do not recommend it. (laughs) On the grass is fine. (laughs) All of these things we get to do. I told you I was going to make you laugh. Yeah, you were. (laughs) You're a funny guy. But it's like, life is yummy, right? (laughs) Life is yummy. And all those things that I just named off are yummy. Yeah. The only thing standing in between you and your just most perfect experience is you. And you can have that experience right now. It's really just, it's setting down... The petty stuff and no longer messing with yourself. It's. Do you still do it? Do you still have times, flashes of your mind fucking with you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Here, let me, let me just tell you something. Okay. I'm just a fucking person. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I get people that like want to call me shaman or something like, like, no, a, no, no, like no. healer. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. It's like. We do have shamans in this tradition, and yeah. one day I will be a shaman. I will do what it takes, yeah. I, but it I can't put myself there yet. I'm not there. I need to be where I'm at. I'm an aboga provider. Yeah. I'm a vessel, a channel, a bridge for this medicine sure. right now. And don't pedestalize me, right? Because mm-hmm. I am just a person. Mm-hmm. And because I'm just a person, and I guess I shouldn't say it like that, just a person, but because... I am just a fellow human being. Yeah. This is how I help facilitate this medicine and help people be healed, mm-hmm. right? Because I've been there and I am there, right? I'm on the other side. The only way I know how to heal somebody or how to help facilitate heal somebody is because I've done it to myself. And mm. it is the same for each and every one of us. Right? Yeah. The stories might be different. The experience might be different. Yeah, the delusions. The delusion. Yeah, but, whatever it is. Right? But the the process of healing is the same for all of us. It's just sh- the truth is shrouded by lies, and people don't understand how mm. fucking magnificent they are. Yeah. Right? Because they're getting in their mm. own way. And guess what? All of that shit that is in the way... All of that shit is in the way isn't you. That's not you. That's another thing that I realized in Africa. I had... Okay. I will say this. I will say this. You've told me. You've shared this with me. Uh I had the death where I had the funeral. Mm. And it was in Africa. And it was all my bullshit. Yeah. It was just the bullshit. And I realized, like, wait a second. Like, I buried her. Like, it was this alter ego, Mm -hmm. right? And and, And she went in the ground. She went in a coffin. And I fucking buried her. Yeah. But it, what, that wasn't me. That was all the bullshit that I was dropping and leaving behind, right? Mm-hmm. That was all the bullshit. Come here, Marshall. And I realized it took me so long to do that because I was afraid. I was afraid 
That yeah, not- for me, that was like opening minute of my aboga. You, like, you got ready hey, to it. Hey, guess what? Yeah. You're dying. And I was, <laughs> I thought it was the most hilarious thing. Once I understood that it wasn't just like, I'm tripping. Yeah. Uh, when I, once I understood that aboga was talking to me, I was having the time of my life. Yes. And that's what happens when you trust this medicine. This medicine is not going to hurt you. I was you. born for that experience. Yes. Yeah. I've trained my whole life for this job, by the way. Like, oh, that's yeah. what I say. I've trained my whole life. But back to fear. Fear kept me from fully healing for a while. Mm-hmm. What is fear? It's, it's an illusion. Fear is an illusion. Is um, it a, is it a lack real. of knowing? Is it a lack of faith? It's like anxiety, fear created by delusion, right? Yeah. That we're like, what if this? What if that? What if that? Like, we don't what if. Mm. Like, there's no what if. And what yeah. I was what ifing was, what if I lose parts of myself that I love? Yeah. What if I'm, what if I'm not funny anymore? Right? Yeah. Like, the, I was like, wait, do I still get to be funny? There's, like, <laughs> you're never going to lose that. <laughs> I think you, I was born funny. Yeah. <laughs> we keep all the, we keep all the, all the yes, things. Yes, all the good stuff That is stays. good is yeah. you. And all the stuff that's not yes, goes away. Yes. And guess what? I was like, I remember the next day in the temple, I was like, Mugenda. I was like, I had a funeral. I buried it, everything. And I'm like, guess what? Everything I didn't like about myself was a lie. All the good stuff is just yeah. left. It's just the good I stuff. I had the exact same experience. Oh my gosh. Like, how did I not know that? It's the beginning of, of your life. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's like so beautiful. the reason why the aboga likes to use the metaphor of your death is because it's literally, it's like you're dying and being reborn. Yes. Dying and being reborn. And it's like, to fucking absolutely celebrate the Ooh. you. Excel, celebrate everything about you. Yep. Yep. And the next ceremony we sat around the fire and it was the first fire talk out of all the fire talks i had ever heard that i actually fucking listened mm. and i was like you actually listened well because before it was going, like oh yeah i know yeah, i get it. oh yeah yeah oh yeah and i would make like before i could make connections and uh-huh. it was like like i thought i was listening yeah right i totally. thought i was listening. you were listening to the best of your ability too. yeah 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 with but, all that garbage in your mind from before whatever your whole life yeah I, because I dropped my bullshit. I dropped the filter. Uh I was not hearing the teachings through the filter of my Western mentality. Mm. No longer. I was open and it was just filling me up. And I sat in awe looking at Mugenda and he, he's talking and Mm. he looks at me and he does this double look. And I was like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) And later, later, I was like, I saw you see me. He goes, yes, I did. And I was like, I have arrived. Like, oh my gosh. And, and I was sitting in the fire talk Mm, thinking like, I hope I don't get called on the talk because I feel like a newborn baby. And like, how does a newborn baby even talk about life? Like I would literally, cause I realized like, I don't know shit. Only fire talk in all of history. I've never been called on the talk. Isn't that wild? That's funny. He freaking knew. Like he knew. Yeah, he's like, it was, right, let's not call on Sarah right yeah, now. Yeah, like Sarah's just <laughs> listening. So let me ask you this. Yes. It's like something happens when you clear yourself out mm-hmm. that <clears throat> your intuition just becomes fucking lightning. Yes. You know, it's like such such as this, this very strong Ooh. thing. And like, you know, through my Western mind, you know, when I first did... My my first retreat, and I came back. I was like, I'm literally psychic. <laughs> I, ha- I have psychic powers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like I have a gift, and I can read people's mind. Like I was like testing it on people and trying it out, and like blowing people's minds. You know, they're like, oh shit, Evan's like legit psychic now. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
but I first I don't know this, but I don't think that the Bwiti really believe in that kind of mentality, right? Of being psychic. That's just called being in tune. So with, here's what's going yourself, on, right? Yeah, here's what's going on. You started listening to yourself, Ev. Mm-hmm. Right? You started listening to yourself. Mm-hmm. And for so long, so many of us don't listen to ourselves. We always know the truth. The Mm. truth is what it is. It's right there in front of us Mm. all the time, right? So what happens is our intuition is always there. We always know things. We always know the truth, but we're not always listening to it, Mm -hmm. right? And it's when... When we don't listen to ourselves, it creates doubt within ourselves, right? When we do have an intuitive... Um, thought or intuitive calling Mm -hmm. when our minds are chaotic we create stories about what we think it is right we run with it and then obviously it doesn't happen that way so that creates doubt within us yeah right so we stop trusting ourselves which means we stop listening to ourselves which Mm -hmm. means we're not on the path of truth sure right but when we clear our mind and we can hear our soul our intuition our intuition, just like I said before, flows like water. It will take you straight to the best solution, straight to the instant truth, yeah. right? And we are all psychic and mediums in a way, right? We all have the ability to tune into nature, to tune mm. into the truth. We all have that ability. Some of us who practice it and know it and know ourselves more can tune in mm. and hear it better, see it better, not attach, not create stories. We just see truth. Yeah. We just know. It's it's interesting. It's like it it um the ability to like know things, uh mm-hmm. being psychic or whatever you want to say, is is kind of seems inherently tied to uh your ability to have like really accepted yourself. You know, yep. so it's kind of a it's kind of a uh, a symptom of this like uh spiritual knowing in yourself. Mm-hmm. However, there seems to be people who can do it who obviously have a lot of issues. Yeah, yeah. Right? There are people that um, naturally mix have that ability. in delusion and truth. Yeah. It's like the delusion and truth goulash, right, yeah. that they're serving. Um, there are people that are very gifted, right? Mm-hmm. We all have... Um, and a, see, here's, here's delusion and truth and this goulash, is a relation. totally. Right, right. <laughs> I am a victim of that, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, and, and I've I've eaten a lot of that goulash myself. But we both we both have. Yeah, I fi- I'm finally at this point where I'm completely done with it. I have zero interest yeah. in hearing it. N- I'm not going to hear anything from someone, some uh, guru that's going to unlock anything in me. And I, yeah. it's like it's taken me this long to get there, and I feel free. Yep, you feel free because here's we call those highly spiritual people in our tradition. People who are off in the cosmos, you know, the Palladians or the, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it's delusion because in our tradition, we're rooted in truth, yeah. right? Real and reality. See it, hear it, feel it, taste it, smell mm-hmm. it right here in front of us. And guess what, people? That's the spiritual awakening mm. is being real in reality. Actually loving that yourself, accepting yourself just as you are as a human. Awakening. And that is your purpose. And that is what we're all here to do. Be real in reality, mm. see the truth. Let's talk about the truth. Let's talk about it. Because in our Western culture, mm-hmm. what I hear a lot is, oh, that's my truth or your truth or her truth. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit and that's a lie. Mm. So there's one truth. Mm. There's one truth. It is reality. It is the way things are. It is nature. And it's beautiful. Mm. Now, 
There's one truth, but there are as many perceptions and perspectives as there are people on this planet. Sure. Right? And if you think about it, we're literally witnessing this reality from different vantage points. You're sitting there. I'm sitting here. Mm -hmm. Right? Other people... We're like perfectly perpendicular right now. We're perfectly perpendicular. Right. (laughs) And when we are not real in reality, seeing truth, when we are filtering our perception through our stories, our distortions, our lies, our programming, we're not seeing truth. We're seeing our story. We're creating delusion about the truth. Mm -hmm. We're not seeing things the way they are, Mm. right? So everybody has their own perception and everybody has their own perspective, but it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily based on the truth. Here's the beautiful thing about the truth is when you drop that distortion, when you are being, when you are real in reality, despite our different vantage points, the truth looks the same from every angle, it doesn't matter where you're standing. It doesn't hmm. matter where you came from. It doesn't matter your genetics, your parents, your upbringing. <laughs> the truth is what it is, and it looks exactly the same no matter your vantage point. But because we all have these different vantage points that we're bringing our past experiences mm-hmm. to, and we're filtering it through that, mm-hmm. we all think that we're living in different realities. Yeah. We're not living in different realities. There is one reality, right? There is reality, this physical plane. There's the spiritual world, which is interlaced Mm -hmm. with this reality. And then there's the third world that man created. It it doesn't exist. It's the illusion world. Most people are living in the illusion world, which is in the mind. that are shared. It's in the mind. Yes. And they're distorting reality. Not in reality, but they're distorting it in their head, in their perception. And they're not seeing things for what they are, which means they're not seeing themselves for what they are. Mm. They don't really know themselves. They just know the stories that they have about themselves. And this medicine can free you from those stories, right? It Mm. can show you how to free yourself from those stories and be real in reality, which, let's come back full circle, is the real spiritual experience. Mm. That is what we're here to do. And, like, I've been brought to tears before in retreats just by seeing the turnaround, right? Just by seeing the turnaround in what someone, like, we had a guy that was close to death. Yeah. Like, he would, he maybe had six months to live. And guess what he's going to do? He's going he's to, gonna go to fucking Africa. Africa and become a provider. <laughs> he's going to by Africa. By the end of the retreat, he's going, he was like, he's already committed. Yeah. He's already paid for it. He's like going like, that's what this medicine does. That's what happens when you drop your bullshit and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. This is what I'm like, whoa, this is all I had to do was just drop my bullshit and Mm -hmm. be real in reality and love myself. Do you think that it absolutely took you going to Africa to really finally let down all the hard shit? Because, you know, I know that Africa is calling me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, and I do, I do have these, you know, I have, I have long stints and very, very strong streams of this absolute connection to my truth that feel, you know, there's nothing better than that reality, but it is, <laughs> it's accented. <laughs> that fucking butt. That's I, the mind. If I you know. Say that, that's the mind, I way. know. Yeah. But <laughs> here comes the mind. I mean, it's, it's just the reality is that sometimes I don't feel that. Mm-hmm. 
And I know that there's something still in there. I don't really know how to get rid of it. And I know that, I, I guess I, yeah, I do. I know that it will take me going to Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing about... You think it's just the this energy that has is harnessed there that is so oh, powerful? Oh, man. Let me tell you. As soon as you step foot on that property, all your shit surfaces. Like, there's no hiding. Yeah. There's, Mugenda's village is magical. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about it, right? You can't hide. Yeah. It's like, why would you want to? Didn't you come here to heal? What are you fucking hiding from? Mm-hmm. If you came here to heal, why are you hiding? Right? People don't know that they're hiding. I didn't know that I was hiding. Like, mm. I was like, I, I just couldn't see myself. Right? It just brings everything up. Mm. And you can see it. Like, it's like, why am I acting like this? Why? Mm-hmm. I was an obnoxious jackass for sure. It was like, what is all of this? Hmm. Fire and bleh. Yeah. And they just... They know how to help. They know how to heal. And they see you, right? They see through the bullshit. <laughs> right through the bullshit. It is a very, very, very magical place. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't take everybody going to Africa. The thing about healing is it happens in an instant, yeah. right? It happens in an instant and it's a choice. It's a choice to just fucking surrender and just to say, you can't hold on to any bullshit. You can't hold on to anything. You can't just be like, oh, well, I just want to take this one little thing with me. My one little vice. Like, yeah. right? That's 99%. And in yeah. this tradition, it's 100% or it's zero. Yeah. Right? There's no 99. 99 is hard. Because that's where I was. And because yeah. that last little 1%, it's like hard to justify. Yeah. Needing healing. It's like having one drop of poison in a water bottle, right? Yep. Still don't want to drink that water. But it's but you can drink it and then slowly fizzle out. Ninety nine percent sustainable and that's why it's so dangerous, right? Yeah. Because it's sustainable. Yeah. It's the people that are at two percent that have nothing to lose and nothing else that show up, they're like, boom, they get it all, right? Mm. Because they're so desperate. Yeah. There's no desperation in ninety nine percent. So you've got to be hundred percent committed to healing, hundred percent vulnerable. I'm right? part of the 99er club. Apparently. Yeah, I was at the 99 club too, and and Mugenda Mugenda was like, and maybe this didn't even this this probably at the time didn't help me, and it was my choice that I attached to it, right? But we were around fire talk, and I was listening to all these other people that were there, like talking about this horrible stuff that happened to them, and they're just like hate themselves, and I'm like, I don't have any of this, like yeah. what the hell? And Mugenda looks at me, he goes, Sarah, you're gonna be okay. You just have a little dust, and I was like, awesome, but like. Can you fucking tell me what the dust is? Because I can't see it. Like, where's this dust at that I'm supposed to be, like, getting at? Like, I don't know. Like, I can't see the dust. I couldn't see the dust, right? (sighs) It was just my confusion and my bullshit and my lies. Mm. Your dog's puking right now, by the way. Mm, He'll be all right. (laughs) Marshall. It's a healthy uh, (laughs) experience for any young dog. But it happens in an instant. And here's the thing. It is possible to be healed... And then to confuse yourself again. Yeah. Right? Totally. I mean, I've done it several times. That is what happens. You get your shit, you're healed, and then you go back. You like, this is what I saw in the medicine, right? It's like, I didn't see my shit, but when I did, it was like I was literally holding a pile of shit and I was like, ugh, and I dropped it, right? Why would you you ever pick that back up? Right. You don't, once you drop your bullshit, once you see the toxic patterns, once you see the lies, 
why would you ever go back to that? Do mm. not pick that back up. Absolutely, it's going to pop up in your mind, right? Mm. But guess what? We are the general and the mind is a soldier. We tell the mind what to do. Mm. And we tell the mind, no. Like if I get a thought in my head that's a delusion, it still happens. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll be like, I'll start to go into it. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Sarah, no. Nope. Boop. Done. Right? It's gone. It doesn't mean it's never going to come back again. Sure. It's work. And this is the difference between healing and self-mastery. Once we're healed, once we see it, once we know it and we're separated from it, then we can start mastering ourselves, Mm. right? We can move forward in this life mastering ourselves. And that work never ends. It just becomes easier, right? Because as life unfolds, we're put into new experiences, new situations and scenarios, new ways to use these tools that we've developed, right? But we have to learn to use these tools, which are really just the teachings, of this tradition, yeah. the simple truth teachings of this tradition. And as we use these tools, you know, we move on to new construction sites or new experiences, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, I've never actually built this before, but I know sure. how to use these tools. I can figure this out. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not perfect. I'm not like some enlightened being that mm-hmm. just has it all figured out. I don't have it figured out. I got me figured out, mm-hmm. right? I'm working on that. Sure. I'm still working on that. It's still unfolding. Yeah. And I'm still mastering myself of course right we can all get there we can Mm -hmm. all get there right you just got to drop the bullshit and that is if i were to give anybody going to africa any piece of advice and my god i heard it a freaking thousand times there drop the bullshit right drop the bullshit and and because i thought i knew i thought i didn't have any bullshit sure. once i fucking realized what they were actually talking about what that meant to drop the bullshit mm-hmm. all it is is drop the filter of your western mentality right do not arrive at the village and interpret these teachings and this tradition through the filter of your western mentality cuz it will fuck you up and you will not get the healing that you need you are still in your own way right and the western mentality is toxic the Western mentality, the consumerism, or the, you know, just like the vanity of it all. Surface level bullshit. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are yes, so many aware. false beliefs, lies, and delusions delusions that <clears throat> are happening over here in the West. I got a and, question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, do you think that this medicine is for everybody or not for everybody? Oh, no. I mean, for anybody that answers the call. Right? Uh-huh. This medicine could potentially work on everybody. I don't know. Right? Mm. But not everybody's going to answer that call. This yeah. medicine has a way of reaching people. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're listening to this podcast right now, this medicine's reaching out to you. Right? Are you going to answer the call? That's mm. what it comes down to. Mm. If, you're, if you're still listening to this podcast, there's a reason for that. Right? <laughs> mm. If you're with me right now. Yeah. You know? 100. Answer the call. And Hello. that is how I like to start every fire talk. I don't want to give too much fire talk information, but I mean, I, we fire talk for like four hours, right? Sure. Three hours. So there's like lots of, lots of stuff. But think about this. Like, oh my gosh, I sit down and I'm just like, I just want to remind myself and tell you guys like what an absolute honor it is to be here and sit with this medicine, mm. right? If you're here, you answered the call, right? I answered the call. Adele answered the call. You guys answered the call. But but think about this. So this medicine has been on this planet since the beginning of this planet. 
the Buidi have been using this medicine to heal themselves and to learn about themselves and to learn about this world for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And they have used it exclusively for themselves, right? They have not let outsiders in. This medicine is sacred and it was sacred to them in Gabon, right? For thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And it wasn't until recently, a couple decades maybe, where Mugenda got the calling to go to the West, right? Mm -hmm. He got the calling from the medicine and he was called to the West. And we heard about this. I know that Skip interviewed him. Sure. That is when this medicine was first introduced to the West, right? He came here and healed everybody in every single state. He provided people with healing ceremonies in every single state. That man did not speak English. He had $300 in his pocket and he trusted this medicine when it showed him the vision of coming to the West Hmm. and it worked out, right? He bridged that gap. And that is all we are. We're just bridges for this medicine, right? We're vessels for this medicine to work through. He bridged the gap between Africa and the West and he came here and he introduced the medicine. And then he went back to Africa and he started to invite us, right? He started to invite people and to experience this medicine, to train us to then go and heal people ourselves, right? To help this, this medicine reach people. And if you think about it, we're all sitting around the fire, having a fire talk. We're here. We answer the call. Think about the possibility for us to have existed at this exact moment in all of time, the existence of this medicine, that we just happened to be alive in the West at this time. It's an amazing time to be alive. To experience this medicine. Because if I was born any other time in history, I would not have been able to experience this medicine. I would not have been able to be an aboga provider. I would not be able to be a vessel and a bridge for this medicine to work through. Mm-hmm. I just happen to be here at this moment, right? My soul like you chose wants to, to come be here, here, right here, right now. My soul wants to be here, and guess what? So does yours. So does yours. So does yours. And this is what I tell people at the beginning of fire talk. Like people, some like I've had people like cry, mm. like when they when they really realize like how magical it is to be here. Yeah, with this medicine, not only with this medicine, but. On this planet, on this planet, this with these beautiful that planet, we love and that we can do anything we yeah. want. All we have to do is know ourselves, know who we are, know what we want, and then get it. Yeah, that's it. That is the path of truth, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I want to fire talk something. Like, there's like all kinds of things coming to me. <laughs> Book a retreat with us, and you can hear the full fire, full four hour fire talk mm-hmm. with all the teachings, all the tradition experience the medicine i mean it's amazing Hmm. it is life-changing if it is for anybody who is just curious from people who are just curious about the medicine to people who no longer want to live right Mm -hmm. this medicine will show you what the purpose of being here is so you think that people who are just curious coming and doing a retreat yeah yeah If you're curious about the medicine, like that's where I was, right? Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. I mean, really, Skip really has a different out. perspective. He 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 says that people who are like the psychedelic tourist type people that it doesn't. They don't. They're not coming for healing. That it's essentially kind of a waste of his time. Those are the people that you get in the fire talk, mm. right? You fire talk those people, and we screen, right? Yeah. Before they even show up, we'll screen you to mm-hmm. make sure you're a good fit for the medicine. Sure. But you can start fire talking people over the phone in the screening. 
Totally. Right? Here's the thing. Like I said before, mm-hmm. I am not healing you. The medicine is not healing you. Mm. What heals you is the truth. Sure. And this is how I see it. Some people don't want to be healed. It's true. And you have to want it. And that's when you screen. Yeah. Right? That's when you screen. So here's how I see it. I'm like a gardener planting seeds. Mm-hmm. Right? And when you think about you're a gardener, every seed you plant doesn't actually take root and grow. Sure. Right? So you Oh, gotta, I know. You see my you saw my garden. You gotta say things over and over again, right? And so I kinda see <laughs> As a provider, you also have to be able to read people. Mm-hmm. You have to be patient, right? Sure. So I see it as like um, planting seeds in their heart, right? Uh-huh. I can see and know when the moment is to plant that seed. Mm. And it's, you got to get around the bullshit, right? You yeah. see you see their bullshit, you see their shield, you see their guard, and you're like, I'm going to wait for that to drop. And guess what? There's nothing more disarming than vulnerability. When mm. I come to you as a provider, vulnerable honest truth when i'm just channeling the medicine and i'm just speaking truth mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how i say it what way if it's the truth right that's when it's received mm. if i am not healed if i get triggered if i'm caught up in my own bullshit and i'm reacting mm-hmm. that person is going to put up their guard and they're going to react that is why it's so important for providers to be open vessels and clear and healed because that's when the truth works through us, right? That's when yeah. we can deliver the truth. So we're planting these seeds, right? And mm-hmm. it takes time for those seeds to root. So we plant these little seeds. We start it when we're screening, right? We start mm-hmm. to open them up. They arrive. We start talking, planting little seeds. Oh, I see right there. Boom. This is what I'm going to say. This mm-hmm. is boom, 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 right? You're planting these seeds. Not every seed takes. Not every seed is going to flourish. Mm-hmm. But then you have the fire talk, right? Mm. In my experience, that is where I see most of the healing. Yeah. Right? I've heard this from Skip too. I can see the healing in the fire talk. And it is when people come ready and they start to drop their guard. They start to drop their bullshit. And you can just see it in their face. Their face lights up. Their eyes light up. Some people get tears, right? Because they just see how beautiful life is. They see what they've been doing to themselves, right? Once you see what you're doing to yourself, then it's easy to stop because why the fuck would you do that? Mm. I didn't know, right? We just don't know. Yeah. And that's okay, right? People don't come to beat themselves up. People don't come to feel shame. People come to stop beating themselves up. To feel better. Yeah, and to stop feeling shame. Yeah. Start loving themselves. Such a beautiful experience, right? For so many people. And Mm. like... Look what I get to do. I get to see people have this magnificent transformation mm. over and over and over again. <clears throat> and 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 here's the thing, not everybody gets it. Right? Mm-hmm. Every once in a while you'll get someone that just wants to stay in their shit and they love it. They don't want to they don't want to grow up. They don't yeah. want to drop their bullshit. They want everybody to do everything for them and they want to blame everybody. Yeah. Right? Um and that's just their journey. Like that's that's their choice. Right? Yeah. It's super rare. Like, I find that it's super rare, but it does happen because anything's possible. What do you say to that person out there that's listening that is still holding on to the reality of something that was done to them that messed their life up, that has someone else that decided to put them in the place that they're in and they can't give that up? Why do you keep doing this to yourself? Why do you keep doing this to yourself? And here's the thing at some point, um, I have to cut people off. 
right? Because we do integration. We do post-integration, and I will do my best to help you through it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, I mean, unless you're in a really, really desperate bad place, right? But if you just want to call me and unload on me over and over again, and you're not going to listen, right? If you're not going to listen to what I have to say, then it's a Mm -hmm. waste of my time. Right. It's a waste of my time. Um, um, I basically get to the point where I say, um, here's the thing. I've already told you everything multiple times. I'm not going to repeat myself any anymore, you know, and I'll start asking them like, um, what teaching would help you with this, right? Like make them reflect back on it and bring up the teachings that the tools, like what tool, what tool are you going to use for this? Sure. And what happens I find is they, they're like, oh, oh yeah. And they remember and they get out of it and then they go right back into the, you know, it's like this back and forth thing. And at yeah. some point you just got to let that go and yep. maybe they'll circle back around and do another ceremony or circle back around and, um, do some more integration, but I'm not going to do integration for free forever. Yeah. Right. Or it's not free. It's like, it comes with the retreat package, but sure. there's only, it only lasts so long. Mm-hmm. Right. And if we're going to go down a long road of integration, then you're going to compensate me for my time. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't, you can't heal someone that doesn't want to be healed. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm oh, not, I know. I'm not, I'm I mean, not this like magical healer. That everybody in the world knows people. that, you know, people, you know, just it's such a common experience with loved ones, with family members, with your partner. Sometimes you trying to help your partner through something, you're the last person they want to even listen to. Yeah. And it's like, it does nothing. None of that does anything until the person that you love, that you care about is ready. And they come to you and ask. Yep. You have to know what to say and when to say it. And that's part of being a provider too. Like there's many times where I'm like, Oh fuck, I know exactly what this person needs to hear, but they're not in a place to hear it. Yeah. So that's the patience, right? Yeah. I call that the kill shot. Uh-huh. delivering the kill shot. Yeah, you have like to have a clean shot. It, yeah. And that's the heart, right? That's when the heart is not guarded. Mm. And we do need to protect our heart, right? Our heart is tender and vulnerable, mm. but the only thing you protect your heart with is the truth. Mm. Like we've mm. developed, that's the only thing you need to protect your heart with is the truth. Mm-hmm. When we protect our heart with these like um, barbed wire, right? Yeah. Or these like rough, tough, and that's what mine was. Like I had protected, like I have a very sweet, tender heart, right? Uh-huh. Like I'm, I'm, um, come off as very strong and confident and, and mm-hmm. I am those things, right? Yeah. I am very strong. But beyond that, like I'm really just like very sweet and tender. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a very kind, right? And, and, but I found in the past that was taken advantage of, right? Yeah. So I had built up like this defense around my heart, which, um, which made it hard for me to have relationships, like real relationships that weren't just surface, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was choosing these partners that um, couldn't take care of it. Yeah. Couldn't, I couldn't be vulnerable with them because they were men who wouldn't take care of my heart. So I guarded it. I took care of myself and I sure. took care of them, right? Yeah. I was doing everything for everybody. And it got to a point where I'm like, I'm fucking done. I'm done being the strong one. I'm done being the one that has to fucking do everything, take care of everybody. Yeah. I just want someone I can be vulnerable with, right? Be real. Yeah. I just want to be real. Like, and I don't have this all figured out and I don't care if you have this all figured out, right? Like, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm not like looking for an enlightened being, right? We all have our shit. Yeah. But as long as we can be vulnerable with each other and we can learn from each other and we can work on it, right? And build a relationship, build this mm-hmm. life based on truth, vulnerability, who we really are, bearing it all, mm. right? Safe. That's what I want. And that's what's been so that's hard for me to get. Yeah. That's yeah, thank you. That's what you're gonna <laughs> get, baby. <laughs> 
foundation of truth. Yeah. It's fucking real. Yeah. Like, and we have, and see that the lie is, the lie is, nobody's going to love me if they know the truth. That's of a course. lie, yeah, right? Yeah, that's the fear of vulnerability. We, ha- that we think has. that there are these parts of us that are unlovable, so we hide them and we don't show them, right? Yeah. But that's a lie, and that keeps people from knowing us. And how can ever- anybody ever know you if you're hiding it? Like, bear it all. This is in me. my experience. This is where I'm at. At least in my, you know, relationship, which I have a very good relationship, is that <clears throat> the more that I expose about my deep, you know, inner truths to my partners, the more that they love actually love me. Yeah, and that's 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 true. Right? You know. That vulnerability. Nothing is more disarming than vulnerability. Yeah. Your vulnerability allows Amber to be vulnerable. And that's where safety it creates is, right? Intimacy. It creates intimacy. Intimacy yeah. with ourselves, right? Yeah. When we can be intimate with ourselves and we can be honest with ourselves, we can accept and love ourselves, then we can be intimate and honest and loving with anybody, right? That's the truth. Yeah. Nobody can know you unless they know the truth. Right? And that's why so many of us are going through this life feeling like nobody knows us, we don't know ourselves, so unloved. It's like we're doing it to ourselves. Nobody did this to you. Yeah. Like stuff happened in childhood, but guess what? You're an adult now. Like you're still choosing. Yeah. Put your big boy pants on, drop the bullshit, right? And live in truth. Like just be honest. It feels like we keep on talking about the truth and people are like, well, what is the truth? Um, you know, it, it seems like all things kind of point back to uh, to love, in a sense. Yeah, and the interesting thing about our culture over here is we think that our thoughts and our feelings are truth, yeah. right? Yeah. So our thoughts just basically come from our perception and mm-hmm. our senses, right? It's stimulation from external. Sure. And it creates thoughts. And what happens is because of our programming and everything, we start to create delusion and stories based on our previous experiences, right? Or the stuff we, we get caught up in the world or whatever. And if we have a negative outlook on life or on ourselves and it creates a, a negative thought, creates a negative feeling. Yeah. Right? And then we think that's true. Yeah, we think well, because I we have, feel this something. feeling is real for me. Yeah, no. Guess what? Feelings lie and thoughts lie. That's not yeah. true. That's not true. And the feelings come when you're thinking about something yeah. for long enough. Right? If you're thinking about something positive, you have a positive feeling. If you think about something <clears throat> negative, you have a negative feeling. It's mm-hmm. so simple. It's mm. so simple. Right? But because so many of us have a negative outlook on life, negative outlook on ourselves, we create all of these negative feelings. And guess what you're doing when you have negative feelings? You are sending arrows to your heart, the seat of your soul, yeah. and you're just beating your soul up. Mm. Right? Pommeling. Mm-hmm. So what is the truth that gets us out of that? Dropping all the bullshit. Real and okay. reality. Right? Yeah. The stories. But what what lies. is the reality is my question. The reality is okay. that we are loved. Here's, here, here's what reality is. And in sure. our tradition, this is how we confirm reality. Uh-huh. You confirm reality with at least three senses. Mm-hmm. If you can see it, hear it, and smell it, you know it's real. If you mm-hmm. can touch it, taste it, see it, you know it's real. Mm-hmm. That's reality. If you're in your head, you're not in reality. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's what I'm saying. The real spiritual, it's so simple that it eludes people. Like the spiritual awakening, the spiritual experience is boom, feet on the ground, looking at what's right in front of you, focusing what's on right in front of you. Yeah. Guess what depression is? 
attachment to the past, worrying about the past, reliving moments in the past. That's what depression is. Mm -hmm. Guess what anxiety is? Attachment to the future. Worrying about the future. Guess what? That's not happening to you. Off in the future, that's not real. That is a delusion in your head and you have no way of knowing that's going to happen. But guess what you're doing? You're distorting your current reality by living in your head and projecting yourself into the future. Mm -hmm. Let's look at depression. Guess what? That little thing that happened to you as a little kid and the story that you created about it and that you continue to tell yourself and you continue to use it to distort your current reality is not happening to you anymore. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. Once we're able to drop that, once we're able to let go of the past and stop living in the future and just be, boom, right here, present, Mm. that is the spiritual awakening. Mm. That's it. That's reality. Right in front of you. Right here, buddy. I can touch you. I can see you. I'm not going to use any other I can hear you. (laughs) (laughs) I can smell you. You What is that? You're real. And this is what I'm doing. You imagine how shitty this podcast would be if I was thinking about like my childhood the whole time or like anxiety ridden in the future. Like I wouldn't be able to be here and enjoy this podcast and Mm. everybody wouldn't be able to get the message that they need. Mm -hmm. Right. The truth would not be delivered. But I'm here with you doing it right now. Right. Right here. Right now. Right. Being honest in every moment, being real in reality in every moment. And I'm not Mm. perfect. It happens. I go in my head sometimes. I catch mm-hmm. myself, right? That's the mastery. It doesn't mean we're not healed. Okay. Right? And, and, and that's where the confusion happens, where people are like, well, dang it, I had a negative thought. I'm not healed. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not yeah, how this works. It's more like, just we're like gonna have negative forgiveness thoughts. Just of don't attach to it and create yeah. a negative emotion and then get caught up. And, and what I find is people beat themselves up about beating themselves up, right? Like, yeah. oh my God, look what you're doing. Like, stop. Just mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. Stop beating yourself up. Well, God, I beat myself up again. Well, now you're beating yourself up about beating yourself up. Mm. Like, it's insanity. Stop. Just yeah. drop it and look right in front of you. Like, yeah. where are you? So you think that being becoming present in our bodies yes. and in our senses yes. is instant relief from uh, the lies of our mind. Yep. The lies of our mind. Yep. Mm. Yep. Beautiful. You, you got to want it, though. You got to yeah. want it. You got to want to know the truth. Right? Yeah. You got to... Be willing to stop blaming things that happen to you. Stop blaming everybody else and take accountability for yourself and for your life and for the lies, right? We all do it. We all lie to ourselves. We got to be able to look at it Hmm. and then go, why the fuck would I ever do that to myself? Hmm. And stop. You drop it. The beautiful thing about this medicine is it can take you back and show you where a lot of the distortions started, right? Mm. It can take you back and it shows you where it started. And, and, and it's, it starts in innocence, right? And the thing that I realized is, you know, I started to go back and forgive myself for certain things that I had done. And I realized at one point, I'm like, here's the thing. I just didn't know any better. Right, I just no forgiveness even needed. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I, I finally said. I was you like, for being so stupid." I was like, "Oh my god, blah, blah, blah. There's not even anything left to forgive yeah. because it's all innocent. It's all it's okay, right? Like, there's nothing to forgive because it was all perfect. Because guess yeah. what? I'm here right now. Yeah, all of that got me mm. to where I am sitting right now with you. I get to wake up and be Sarah every day, and I get to practice. Hallelujah! Practice this tradition. I get to serve this medicine. I get to meet all kinds of amazing people, Mm -hmm. right? 
to really help people help themselves, right? Um, and it's, and, and like I say, people come and they do a ceremony and they meet the medicine and the medicine is profound. But what happens is you go home and you have to integrate, right? Yeah. You have to take the teachings because we give you all the teachings, all the truth, yeah. the tradition, right? And then you have to take the tools that you got and you have to apply them to your life. You have to live the truth, right? Mm. And it's okay. If you go back into your bullshit, catch it and get step out. Like, drop it again. Mm. Like, you've already dropped it once. You know how to drop it. Yeah. Drop it. Put it down. And guess what? So many of us need to pick that bullshit back up. Like, some people have sometimes like a relapse or they go back in their shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just know. You back on that same old shit. Yeah. It's like, w- like, once you know and you go back into it, it's different. Oh, yeah. Right? It's like, oh, hell no. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. Okay, I get it. That stove is fucking hot. I do not need to touch that stove anymore. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Right? Sometimes those missteps can actually be catalysts for project, you know, propelling you further yeah. into healing. They'll go, oh, now I really know. Yeah. Right? Well, the feeling of... It's all okay. On alignment or the, the dissonance feeling that you get from the thing you've been doing your whole life, but then you learn not to do it and you go back doing it. The yeah. feeling is much worse. It's different because you've Cause you're changed. Sensitive. You're more sensitive. You see it for what it is. Yeah. Real in reality. Yeah. Right? This medicine will put you real in reality. Yeah. And it's like, I remember when I really got there, like I picked up my phone and I was like, what is this? Yeah. Like, it felt different in my hand. It looked different. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing I, to myself? I really was like, thing? yeah. I was like, uh, it's a tool. Yeah. It is a tool. But it's been a distraction for me. Like, oh, me, yeah. the, my music was such a distraction. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't, yeah. It was mainly my music at the time. It's funny you say that because I've, I've been thinking about that a lot, too. Um, I go to the gym and everyone always has their AirPods in and they're all listening to their own music. And at a certain point, I decided that when I go to the gym, I put my phone away. I have no phone at the gym because it's like any time that I can not have my phone, I'm yeah. going to do it. Yeah. And so I go to the gym. I don't have my phone the whole time and I'm watching people listen to music. And it's just like, you know, and my kids, my older kids, they like to listen to music all day long. And I'm like, it can't be good for you. Yeah. You're ingesting media. Yeah. And it's like this constant thing. Like how there's no way that that's natural. Just no. constantly listen to any music from around the world, like streaming yeah. services. Yeah. Like remember back when we used to have A C D and you go out to get A C D, how fucking like magical that experience was because you'd mm-hmm. get it and it'd be this now it's like mm-hmm. everyone has everything. It's this influx of information. I don't think it's very healthy for people. I love to talk about music because you know what I hear people say all the time? music heals Mm. and i understand what they're saying yeah right but newsflash music does not heal Mm. what heals is the truth Mm. and here's the thing so much of music is stories right Mm -hmm. think about if music healed why didn't it heal kurt cobain (laughs) Jimi hendrix i mean janice joplin too soon right (laughs) (laughs) all of the musicians that didn't make it if music healed why didn't it heal all those heal musicians why? that didn't make it? And you know why? Because the people performing that music weren't healed. Yeah. They were wallowing in their sorrow or they were and creating songs about their more sorrow. delusion. Yeah. And they were stuck in it and it kept them stuck. You know when music heals? When someone healed is creating music mm. and they're delivering truth. Yeah. And it is not the music that heals. It is the message of the truth that connects us. Right? Yeah. It's the truth that heals yeah. and you find truth 
and anything, yeah. any medium, any anything. It's just, and it's just like I say, I'm a bridge for this medicine. I'm a yeah. bridge for the truth, right? It's not me that's healing. It's the truth being yeah. delivered through me. It's the truth through your music. And the interesting synchronicity also is there's teachings in your music and in Dubious, mm-hmm. right? There are teachings that you have sang about before you even knew this medicine, <clears throat> yeah. right? So in ways, we've been channeling the truth for a while. Yeah. We just haven't really known it fully. Well, it becomes uh, the truth delusion goulash. Right, The yeah, classical exactly. goulash. Exactly, right? it's 100% or it's zero. And so, you yep. know, I, I, I kind of observe the discography of Indubious over the years of where it started into where it's like this kind of refinement, you know, and um, I'll tell you what, the next one's going to be the truthiest truth juice. Yes, I can't wait. That ever truth. I can't wait. So... When music isn't the truth, what it is is a distraction. Totally. And when I was delusional. <laughs> <laughs> Back when I was delusional. Remember the good old days? Oh, oh yeah. the creepy laugh that followed. <laughs> <laughs> Back when I was delusional. <laughs> That's funny. I would listen. I would get lost in songs. I love love songs, right? And I would get lost in these cute little love songs Aww. and just in my head, right? You know, I mean, still to this day, my favorite song is... Um, you know, Danny's song by Loggins and Messina. It's an old song, but it's like the sweetest song. Mm. It's my favorite song. I listen mm. to it almost every day. But okay. um, I have a different appreciation for music now. Okay. Right? It's art. And mm-hmm. you appreciate it for what it is, rather than yeah. getting lost in the delusion of it, the story of it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Those musicians that were trying so hard right, to express themselves. They were caught up in their emotions and the lies and the bullshit, yeah. right? And what happens is when you're being distracted from the truth, hmm. right, what happens is you're seeking that validation. You get on stage and you feel amazing when there's this crowd out there watching you, right? You're on stage and you're performing all of your songs, your lyrics, your art. But at some <clears throat> point, at some point, the show must end. And everybody goes home. Even your bandmates go home. Mm. And you have to go back to your house, back to your room, and you lay down in your bed, and there's nobody there to perform for. There's nobody there to give you validation, and you have to sit with yourself. Way too close to home. Yeah, yeah. I love it. You have to sit there with yourself. And that is a struggle. When you're in delusion and you're not seeing the truth and who you really are, when no, you're caught when you're up in your bullshit, when you're not loving yourself and you're in agony and anguish and you think and you're told that music heals, right? Because in our culture in the West, we say music heals, music heals. Well, healing, you think, healing music heals. You think, but, but what happens is they're performing music and they think, what's wrong with me? If mm. music heals... What's wrong with me? Why yeah. can't I get this? Yeah. And it creates more of a story, right? Mm-hmm. That pain, that suffering. Well, I guess I'm just a fucked up musician. Yeah. I don't know how to create music that heals, that helps people. Because yeah. I don't know how to help myself. Yeah. Right? And they're just lost in the delusion and lost <clears throat> in the stories. Music, when delivering the truth, can absolutely heal. Mm-hmm. But it's not the music. Like the booty music. Oh my gosh. It's just nature. It's just yeah, truth. It's so nice. It came from the medicine. That music heals. It's yeah. just truth. For sure. Right? Simple truth. Simple truth. It's an example of how music can heal when it's delivering So the has the uh, styles of music that you listen to in general sh- shifted a lot? It shifts or it's just your perspective from day of it? to day. Uh-huh. Um, 
I, here's the thing. Um, it was, it was like, I was listening to music before through ego. Right. Um, like I had my perfect little genres based on my identity for myself. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I grew up a very grungy kid. I loved Mm -hmm. grunge music. Um, Mm -hmm. and I like had that identity. So like anything like trendy or poppy or on the radio or anything, I was like, uh, uh, which like, I didn't appreciate it because it didn't, I didn't identify with my, sure. with my character, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Of who I wanted to be perceived. Very it was common. so fucking complicated. Yeah, very it's just common like bullshit, thing for teenagers. right? Now, like, if I hear a song and I like it, I'll listen to it. I don't care if it's on the radio. I don't care if it's popular. I don't yeah. care anything. Like, if I like it, I like it. And if I don't, I don't. Like, yeah. that's how I listen to music now. Like, mm. if I resonate with it and it resonates with me, then I listen to it. And if it doesn't, I don't listen to it. It's real fucking simple. Yeah. You know, there's no identifying with it. There's no anything. It's like an art. You appreciate it or you don't. Yeah. It's for me or it's not. Feels good or it don't. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love music. <laughs> and let's talk about the booty music a little bit. Let's talk about it. It is. Did you like it at first when I you first heard it? fucking loved it. I, it was like going home. Like what? I've no like it's like everything about this is like I know this. I know like it's like Some so familiar. Some people really don't like that. Is the what music. I wanted to talk about. You are in my mind, my friend. So I find it weird, but I I, I kind of understand in a sense because you know who those people are. Uh, people who don't want to hear the truth. I'm going to take a drink mm, real quick. Okay. Take a sip of the truth. People who don't want to hear the truth. People who want to fight the medicine. Here's the thing. Here's another part of my fire talk. Respecting the medicine, mm. right? Everything that I'm saying that has to do with the tradition, these teachings, uh-huh. truth, right? Came from the medicine. This medicine yeah. taught the Buidi everything they sure. know. They created this tradition. Yeah. The medicine told them these teachings. It's an oral tradition. The medicine taught them how to make the instruments that you hear in the music. Which is so crazy. It's just true. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. It taught them what tree to go get the branch from, right? Yeah. It taught them everything. It taught them the notes to play. Yeah. The medicine taught them everything. So respecting the medicine is respecting the tradition, respecting the teachings, respecting the music. You respect the medicine by showing up open, God, honest, it's and vulnerable. Fucking mind-blowing. Yeah. It's fucking mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. It's like everything that I thought could be magical and amazing about life when i was a little kid mm-hmm. and then grew up and was like oh well all that's obviously bullshit mm-hmm. it's come back around it's like no it's more mind-blowing than you it even, is even more than you magical can even than comprehend you. yeah so magical <sighs> so mad and all you have to do is surrender and be willing to see it all you have to do is let go of everything you've been attached to and it's scary right yeah. it seems scary but it's freedom yeah Everybody, like I said before, everybody's looking for freedom. They think the government's going to give it to them or it's handed out. No, freedom comes from within yeah, it. It comes from that. letting go of your bullshit. Yeah. That's all freedom is. From, from you. Sovereignty? You want sovereignty? Stop doing all that shit to yourself. Yeah. That's sovereignty. So these people who don't like the music, they're fighting, they're fighting the truth. They're fighting, yeah. They're fighting the medicine. They're fighting the truth. They are holding on to their bullshit and they don't want to face themselves, right? The, and, mm. and, but that's how the medicine teaches you. right the medicine teaches us all differently yeah it teaches us all differently the beautiful thing about this medicine is it has two spirits right uh feminine and masculine Uh it's the only plant medicine with two spirits does it have it's like there's two separate spirits or it's within the same spirit it's two separate spirits there's a feminine and a masculine yeah feminine and masculine come in and say hello so sometimes you get the feminine and sometimes you get the masculine right sometimes 
Yeah. I had never heard of that. You've never heard that? Oh no, my gosh. No, for me, it was so... My, I, I got my the feminine per, most of the time. My perception has been that it was so masculine. Like the yeah. first time, yeah, it's 100% what you needed. masculine. It's what you needed. But I think maybe since then, it's been feminine. Yeah. Isn't um, it beautiful? I don't want to do... Are you f- no, complete it, with like, the music thing? The, we're going down this... Um, a bogo hole for a reason. Okay. A bogo hole. <laughs> um, so, something I've noticed. I think I kind of already know the answer here, but um, my first aboga retreat was just... Pff, words cannot yeah. describe. Yep. It was so excited to meet me and show yes, me all the things. Yes. Took me on all these journeys. Like, I wouldn't even have to ask questions. I would have gotten anything. It yeah. was, like, on. And then since then, it's almost been a gradual, like... Uh, step down in its excitement to where now it's like I'll go and I'll be in the space it won't even say anything until I ask a question mm-hmm. it's almost like oh hey you're back again what can yep. I do for you yeah. yeah and so is it is it like it's annoyed by me no what, what is it that you want right it, it, it's just oh, like oh you're back again seeking yeah. more more questions okay I gave you everything what, you what needed what do you want me to tell you again I gave you yeah exactly I gave you everything you needed why are you back is that what it is yeah yeah now go now go go be it Go be Ev. Go do yeah. it. Go do the work. Go be Zest. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I have a very, huh. very, very similar experience. For sure. You have? Yeah. But what about yep. how now? What about like after you got but, it and you started listening? But here's, here's, here's the thing is you have to experience this medicine just like water flows. And when what I found that I was doing is I had a fucking blast with the medicine. Right? And I thought it was going to be like that every time. And it was like that for a while. It was like that for a while, but I had these expectations that it was always going to be like that, right? Yeah. Just like, here's the thing. Respecting the medicine is building a relationship with the medicine. And when you build a relationship with the medicine, it's no different than the relationship you build with yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's no re- different than the relationship you build with your partner, right? You don't put false expectations on yourself. You don't put false expectations on your partner mm-hmm. and you don't put false expectations on this medicine. It is not going to be, your partner is not going to be the exact same in every single moment, sure. in every single situation. And this medicine is not going to be the exact same in every single situation. Yeah. So when we show up mm-hmm. thinking like, well, why isn't it, is, why, why isn't it going to be like this? Why, 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 why? Right. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is what I did too. Like, I'm yeah. like, wait, this isn't as ma-. It's like, it's all magical. Just be. All you have to do is be. Do you think that that is um, that that kind of response is relative to whether or not the person is actually listening to the medicine? There are all different reasons why um, the medicine you don't get goes the, quiet or yeah, whatever. Yeah, there are so many different reasons why the medicine goes quiet. Um, you can just ask the medicine, <laughs> right? If you're in yeah. it, you just go, okay, wait, um, what am I not getting here? What am yeah. I not seeing? Yeah. What am I? You know, you you can ask the medicine. Sure. Ask yourself, right? Yeah. Um, but it's all valid. Yeah. It's all part of the journey and it's mm-hmm. all valid, right? Mm. It's when we fully surrender and we don't have expectations is when the magic happens. Totally. Right? It's when the magic happens. What were we talking about before? Music. Yeah, we were talking about music. I think we were done talking about music, though. We moved on to something else at some point, but... No, it doesn't work. Um, we we're still going. Oh, yeah. We're still going. Nice. <sighs> We've that, been talking, we have been talking for a long time. Oh my gosh, that good. is long. Yeah. I, like I said, I can talk about this medicine forever. Like we could literally be here all day mm. because guess what? It's just life. Yeah. You can talk about life forever. Life is never ending. It's it. ongoing. You're killing it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we should wrap it up. Yeah. And um, 
I'm very grateful for having you on. You did a fantastic job. Thank you. I love you very yeah, much. Thank you for having me. This is yeah, my first podcast I've ever done. Yeah, this is I've never done a podcast before, so I was so excited to First of many, hopefully. Um <laughs> before we go, is there anything that you want to say to people? Um just like th- I just wanted to come here today and um share your magic. Well, I just wanted to um help this medicine reach the people it needs to be reached, I, right? From That's... my perspective, you coming here was just simply like a little treat for me. <laughs> Uh, you we know, always have a good time from together. From Neoboga, like <laughs> You're ta- my brother. just talking to me, you know? You are, you know what's funny is, mm. oh my gosh. So, okay. So I had a massage with this woman who, mm-hmm. um, she's also a medium and when she touches you, she gives you messages. Are you talking about Lisa? No. Oh. It was up, it's up in ca- Canada. Oh, okay. But I would like Lisa's information so I have one down Dude, here too. dope. <laughs> but anyways, she goes, do you have a brother? And I was like, no. She goes, who do you call brother? Because... You're gonna. You need to reach out to him. You guys need to connect. And I was like, Oh, that's probably Ev. I was like, I call him my brother. And so huh. I reached out to you, and now we're doing this podcast. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Well, thanks for coming on. Awesome, awesome time. Thank you, Ev. Living in Dubiously podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time. Love you guys. Whatever you focus upon becomes your truth.